What's up, everybody? This is episode 11 of Charging the Mound. I'm uh, joined today by Pat Milano of The End of the Bench. What's up, Pat? How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing all right, you know. Uh, we've got opening day coming up, um, shortened season, so it's uh, it's going to be a good one, I think. Looking forward th- to it. Hopefully, yeah. Um, we're talking about the AL and NL Central today. Uh, if you guys listened, we did. I did the uh, AL and NL West on uh, Friday, and uh, Pat's joining me today to run down the Central. Uh, and then I'll be joined by Pat and Scott on Wednesday to run down the AL and NL East. Um, so, uh, Pat, let's go from like the bottom to the top. Well, actually, first before that, um, there was some news with uh, Yasiel Puig uh, signing with the Braves. And then uh, the yep. next day, uh, he's no longer with the Braves because he tested positive for COVID. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising to the point where they're not going to sign him, obviously, because of it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. There's no point in, in doing it. Um, but it, it is surprising how, it, it, you know, one day he's uh, all set, ready to rock. And then the uh, next day, it's, um, no, nah, sorry, not, not really. Exactly. Um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, the Braves, um, the Braves roster doesn't really. Uh, I mean, obviously they could use them, but I mean, which we'll discuss uh, at a later time. Their, their roster is already pretty stacked. But uh, yeah, it it's, doesn't. Uh, it's pretty. It doesn't hurt them losing him that much, you know. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if he clears the two weeks or whatever it is, I don't know if a team is going to look to sign him. You know, mid-season, quote unquote, mid-season. But um. Right. I'm actually surprised to see what will happen there because I don't think he'll necessarily want the full season. I'm sure maybe he'll he'll take like a, a small contract or, or something like that. I mean, I don't know how these shortened contracts are going to work with the shortened season. but Sure, sure. Um, and, you know, it, you're right. They could come back in a week or two and, and try to sign him once he can pass a physical and pass a COVID, you know, and have a COVID test come back negative. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, if not, I think, uh, I think some team is going to want to use his services. Um, whether that be somebody like the giants or somebody like, uh, you know, maybe like Seattle, who's looking to yeah. just like get somebody on their roster because mm-hmm. they're gutted. Um, but yeah, I, I think something, something's going to happen one way or the other, whether that's remains with the Braves or, uh, or with somebody else. Because yeah. he's 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 too good not to have on a you know he's, on he's a, on too good roster. he's too good and he's still very young people don't people don't realize he's only about twenty eight yeah he, he's he's not he's barely hit his prime I mean everyone yeah. thinks he's got the maturity issues and everything like that but you've seen what he can do with the bat on the field and you know he's got the cannon of the arm um, any team could use him even if they they sign him to be their their DH for the, the remainder of the season or just something right. like that he's right. gonna be. Uh, a big piece if and when he is signed by a team throughout the season. Yeah. What's crazy to me is if you look at like his numbers compared to Marcelo Zuna's numbers from last season, very they're pretty much identical. Yeah. And Ozuna got, Ozuna got $19 million to play for the yeah. Braves and uh, Puig. Well, the number wasn't even, you know, mentioned as to what he was going to be getting, Yeah, but you have to assume for, you know, signing this late, was not going to be nineteen million dollars. No, no, I don't even know what a certain contract, like um, financially wise, would look like. I don't know if it's yeah. prorated based on the number of games or, or what. Yeah. Um. I guess we'll find out if um 
you know, that boat comes around. Yeah. But uh, after that, we're going to get into the central now. Uh, I want to start from the bottom to the top. Uh, we'll start in the AL. I know last time I kind of just went through all of them, but let's do the AL first and then get to the NL because I think the NL is uh, is more interesting. Yeah, um, I agree. So uh, we're going to start here with the Detroit Tigers, um, the worst team in the league last year. The worst were they the yep. worst team in the in the free agent era last year, Pat? I believe they were. Uh, yeah. I mean, what is it? Last year they had a forty-nine and one fourteen. Oh, was that it? Oh, yeah, forty-seven um, must be and one fourteen last year. I mean, that's that's honestly the only other team I think in recent years. Not even recent years. I remember, um, I believe it was the Mets back in '62, their first year. I think they went right. sixty and like one twenty-two or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is bad. I mean, I, I can't believe how terrible that the the Tigers were last year, and it's not going to get any better this year. Uh, you got an aging <laughs> Miguel Cabrera, who's, yeah. who, you know, years ago was best hitter on the planet, triple oh, crown winner, everything like that. But you know, absolutely. the age is he's caught up to him. You know, his his body can't really uh, withstand a full season anymore. They have some young players that you know might show us a little promising. Um, you know, some promising talent this year, but um, they're yeah, still going to be looking so. at the seller. They're going to be looking at the seller of the central. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Nico Goodrum stands out. He's like an interesting yep. guy. Uh, came over from the uh, from Minnesota uh, a couple of years prior. Um, like he's solid. He he was one of their better hitters last year at yep. an OPS plus of ninety four. So. <laughs> So it doesn't say much, but he's pretty good with the glove. And I, th- I think he's a guy who could probably hit 250. Um, yeah, I think he could. I mean, last year, you know, he had, I'm just taking a look at the numbers. He's got uh, 423 plate appearances, had a 248 batting average, OPS to 730, uh, 743. Yeah. He he's definitely could be an everyday player. Um you know, it's it just uh, uh, absolutely an everyday player for the Tigers. You just got to almost you know, imagine yeah. how they use him. I mean, he's listed as a utility man. I'd have to look at his defensive, uh, his defensive numbers in terms Fan, of where he Fan Graf's is slotting him in as the everyday shortstop. I could see him there. Yeah. I think that would be a good spot for him. I mean, yeah. but you know, you got to get that bat in the lineup every day. I mean, he could absolutely. be arguably one of your better hitters the entire absolutely. year. Um, and you know it's going to be a dead year for you anyway, so you got to let a kid like him. I mean, he's age 27, going to be entering the age 28 season, but, yeah. I mean, you got to see what he can do. Simple with as that. With a season like this, with a 60-game season, to me, if you're a team like the Tigers or Royals or Giants or whatever, um, I'm having all of my young prospects get playing time because I want Absolutely. them to get major league experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a 60-game season, it, you know, like I'm not a team that's going to be contending if I'm the D- Detroit Tigers, and I no. know I'm not contending this year. So what does it hurt to, to have, you know, what does it hurt to have somebody like Nico Goodrum play every day? You know? Yeah, I agree. I or, agree. I mean, like you said, this is going to be a year for so many of these teams that are, are, are at the bottom or just know that this was going to be a rebuilding year for them. This yeah. is a time where you take their prospects who are, are at the major league level or close to it. And, you know, since you have the expanded roster slightly, mm-hmm. you see what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is the time to do it. So yeah. if you're one of those teams like the Tigers, like the Royals, like the Pirates, all these teams that are, have these up-and-coming young talent, let them play every day, see what they can do, and then reassess come next year when you get a full season. 
Yeah. Like, and, and this is, this bears the question for them. Does Spencer Torkelson see major league pitching this year? Do you put him right to the majors just to, just to give him some game action after you drafted him? You know what? No, I, I he's got a, well, I would still say no, because seeing how there's not going to be any minor league baseball this year, uh-huh. I feel like throwing him right into it might stunt his development a little too much. You know, he hasn't, okay. he's seen, he's seen the college pitching, which is, is good, but you've seen so many guys just tear it up at college and then they've struggled throughout the minor leagues and, you know, they've hurt themselves coming through. So I wouldn't rush yeah. someone like that. You got to give him at least one year of, of minor league ball. Um, seeing as I was not going to get it this year, um, let him develop, you know, get, get player development. I don't know if he can do player development with the team or, or anything like that down in their spring mm-hmm. training facility or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, but I wouldn't put him on any active roster. Right. Not yet. Sure, sure. And now, I mean, at least a player like Victor Reyes, who only played 69 games for them last year, but slashed 304, 336, 431. I want to put him every day in the outfield and see if he can and, be an everyday outfielder, if he can be entering, my center fielder, my right fielder, you know? Yeah, he's entering his 20, age 25 season, so yeah. he's, he's got the, the youth – and that's the way baseball is going nowadays. So you gotta gotta throw a throw a guy out there and see what he can do. You know, look, again, yeah. we're looking at his numbers the same. Uh, two hundred ninety-two plate appearances. He had eighty-four hits, a three hundred four average, slugging a three forty uh, four thirty-one. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta see what he can do over a year. You know, it's sixty-nine games, so you gotta mm-hmm. see what he can do in you know what where it's gonna amass to a full season this year. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, throw them out there. You got This is the time for the Tigers to see what they have and assess that going forward. And test guys like that, exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, they did add a couple guys. They signed Cameron Mabin, who, uh, uh, of course, was a hero for the Yankees last year. Uh, hit, uh, hit 11 home runs, 32 RBIs, with a 127 OPS plus um, in, uh, in 82 games. They signed Jonathan Scope, who uh, kind of had a comeback season last year with the Twins. Mm-hmm. They signed C.J. Crone, who uh, also uh, also had a really good season with the Twins last year, kind of under the radar there. Um, 25 homers, 78 RBIs. Uh, they're going to be better than they were. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to be worse than they were last year. But now the and Austin Romine they signed so like mm-hmm. they've got some like actual MLB players on the roster now, which so, is going to be good for the the young guys that they're trying to develop. Yeah, into to have players. veterans I mean, like that around instead you, of just having Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, we've seen some teams do that. I believe the Marlins were a team in recent years, and including this upcoming year, uh, they've gotten um, some established big league players just to kind of be the give us that leadership, give them that leadership in the clubhouse, let the young guys yeah. know what to expect. Um, yeah. And I mean, this year, whether you're a, a rookie or a, a veteran, it's going to be interesting transitioning because, you know, you only get 60 games. So everyone, no one really knows how it's going to work this year. So um, I guess we're, we're just going to have to see how uh, that veteran clubhouse kind of leads those young guys um, with this 60 game season. Totally. Absolutely. Um now let's look, let's talk about their pitching a little bit. You've got Matthew Boyd, who was uh, talked about trade target for much mm-hmm. of last year. Yeah, um, came off of a career best season where he threw. Uh, he went nine and twelve, obviously because he was on a bad team, so he had a losing record. But yeah. uh, overall, four fifty six ERA. I'm just a saying, really bad second half. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you anymore, but when it comes to 
pitcher win loss. I don't even pay attention to that. Anymore no, win loss does it, not matter. Yeah, it, it means it means nothing. So you look at his numbers. Uh, you know, for the year, four, five, six ERA, very high. But you know, you look at the team that he was also playing for. You, yeah, you got to take that into consideration. But he had thirty-two starts through one hundred and eighty-five innings. So right. he was the leader of that uh, that rotation, and it's just going to continue to go that way. And he's still mm-hmm. fairly young. You know, he's going to be entering his age twenty nine season. Um, so he is going to, you know, be the everyday, you know, most likely going to be their opening day starter. Um, yeah. Will he be traded? I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, there well, is still a trade deadline. If there's going to so, be any uh, trade. Yeah, I don't know if there are going to be any trades this year, just because how weird it's going to be, and like, are guys going to have to quarantine if they? If they get traded to a different team, like is there going to be a like a period where like a buffer period? That, that's an uh, interesting concept. Be, yeah, are guys going to be wanting to like even move in the middle of the season during this? Like, I yeah, that's that's something to think about there. You know, what? I never even thought about it that way. You're 100 percent right. That is kind of like that's a huge question mark. But um, yeah, the MLB is adamant that there is still you know that trade deadline for August 31st. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of uh, analysts and and scouts are saying that. Be prepared to see trades because regardless of it being a 60-game season, teams are still going to be fighting for a championship, and they're going to trade, try and get the pieces that they need. Now it comes down to what you just said. How is it going to work when it comes to the um, trading of uh, players? Because the way it's working this year, these teams can't move within their geographical division. You know, Mm -hmm. West teams Mm -hmm. stay in the West, Central teams stay in the Central, and and East and East. Um, You know, you're going to get a guy who was on, you know, the Marlins, let's say, and they get, get traded over to the Dodgers. I mean, it's kind of interesting um, seeing as how they're not even really allowed to move anywhere with it unless exactly. they're in their own time yeah, zone. Cause they're only, um, yeah, they're only playing in their uh, set division. So, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I never even thought about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I guess we'll have to see. We'll have to see yeah. uh, what teams decide to do and if um, there is any restrictions um, that the league might set for that. Yeah, because and, and and like you just said, because they're they're restricting travel, so it'll be interesting if a guy from Philly gets traded to the Dodgers. Like, yeah, uh, is because they're trying to have it so that that travel doesn't happen, and then that travel will have to happen. So it's gonna be. I I don't know how they're gonna work that out. Yeah, but, it's gonna be yeah. interesting. I guess we'll see. I mean, I guess yeah. we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean they they added uh, going back to the Tigers rotation. They added mm-hmm. Ivan Nova. Who, like, he's he's lining up as the number two. He, I don't think he's been very good in the like for a couple of years now. Um, yeah, and, I mean, yeah. Looking at his numbers last couple of years, four one nine ERA in twenty eighteen, four seventy two in twenty nineteen. Uh, he did throw thirty four game, thirty four starts last year. Yeah. So, but he, I mean, he got roughed like up he is going to be somewhat of an innings eater, 187 yeah. innings. And maybe yeah, that's all they were looking for was just an arm that's going to rack up, that's going to rack up, you know, if in a 60-game season that's going to rack 60 innings, you know? So. Yeah, I mean, that, that seems like it's what it's going to do. I mean, you yeah. look at the rest of that uh, rotation from last year, the only other guy who came close uh, to Matthew Boyd's 185 innings was Spencer Turnbull, and he only had Ooh. 148 and a third. Um, I, I think Turnbull's good. He's got he's got talent. I think he again only going to be entering his age twenty seven season, but yeah. he's. I'm not even looking at the win loss from last year. Three seventeen means nothing to me. He had the yeah. four six one ERA. He but, had the four six one ERA, but his FIP was three point nine nine, which tells me yeah. that he was better than his ERA says. 
Exactly. And before that, I mean, last year, excuse me, 2018, his FIP was 2.85. Yeah. Um, granted, it was only three games, but yeah. his ERA was 6.06. So that's a big drop between ERA and FIP. Um, so he, we'll see what he has to do this year, too. Um, but, I mean, it's the Tigers we're talking about, so it's not really going to be uh, too exciting. But really? um, we'll see if they uh, they put up a fight. Remember, with the 60-game season, you don't need to be great. You just need to be good enough to hold off some teams. You know, it, it, realistically, almost every team has a shot at it this year. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Tigers are not going to do that. But they could get hot. Who knows? You just never know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Especially with the 60-game season. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much more to talk about with the Tigers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're no. a bad team. Their bullpen isn't very good at all. Uh, their bench isn't good at all. No. There's, there's really nothing to talk about these guys with. Um, so I'm just going to roll over to the Kansas City Royals then. Um, obviously, we're now five years removed from uh, them being good, uh, where they won the World yeah, Series that's, it's, in, a, in a World Series. It is. It's really – you know what? I'm going to say it. I've said it to my Met fan friends. Uh, I've said it to uh, everyone. Um, the Royals were the better team going into that series. The Mets were the hotter team, I feel like. But overall, the Royals were the better team. You know, They kind of proved that from that uh, first pitch. Uh, it was uh, Escobar off of Harvey. You know, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Max, the inside of the home run you know I, I hate reliving it but um that that team now yeah um now we've got a couple guys who could be traded and that's Whit Merrifield and that's Jorge Soler mm-hmm. uh they both got a another year after this on their contract but uh Whit, Whit Merrifield's one of the best hitters in baseball mm-hmm. uh plays any position plays second, third, short, right field, left field, center field. He, he plays basically all every position, uh, you know, on the diamond and very well. Mm-hmm. Um, Jorge Soler has finally started to develop power and yes. to kind of hit for average uh, recently. So those are two interesting trade targets. Um, but aside of, aside from them, uh, you've got Hunter Dozier who uh, kind of finally uh, lived up to his, uh, you know, his potential. Uh, he was drafted fairly high a couple of years back and, and just had never made it to the majors. But, uh, you know, last year, uh, looking at his numbers here, last year, Dozier, 29, uh, excuse me, 26 home runs, 84 RBIs, 125 OPS plus, and an 870 OPS. Um, like, he was really good. Uh, yeah, and, and, he was, and, he, uh, and he played a solid third base, too. Yeah, and I believe he was a finalist for uh, the final vote getters for uh, the uh, the AL last year, which just goes to show you that um, people are taking notice. You know, he yeah. is on a royal scene that is not expected to do much, but um, he, he's going to be uh, a piece that is vital for that team going forward. Uh, entering his age 28 season, uh, like you talked about his stats. We yeah, had last very year. late bloomer. Yeah, but, yeah uh, absolutely. It, it seems to have – Seems to have figured it out. But once you figure it out, that's that's really that's it. You know, that's what's and it's just a matter yeah. of just riding that through. Like we, we talked about, it, you said it before, uh, Jorge Soler. You know, he was touted to be this big, you know, bulking outfielder who was who was going to hit bombs, and he didn't really do that until last year. Um, mm-hmm. And now here he is, could potentially be a very big trade piece for a team that 
could use some pop in the middle of that order. Um, and I think teams are going to be looking at him. I think they're going to see how he gets off to the start that he gets off to this year. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be some teams that need that, that bat in the middle of their order um, mm-hmm. to just, just give them something. Um, I don't think – I don't know how many games he actually played in the outfield last year. Um, I think they're going to look for him to be specifically a DH. I'm just going to confirm how many games in the outfield he played. Yes, Soler played – he played a full 162 games he last did. year. Yeah, he had 107 but, games at DH and then 56 uh, yeah. in right field. Yeah, um, he's, he's not great in the field. So he's no. like, he's primary DH. Um, and that's because, I mean, obviously, like I said, uh, they've got flexibility with Merrifield who can play mm-hmm. right field. Um, and uh, they're, they're looks like they're trying out uh, Nicky Lopez, who, who's been a – prospect mm-hmm. for them at second base um aside from that i mean you know there's nowhere else to really put Soler in the outfield because alex gordon plays yeah. left mm-hmm. uh they just traded for franchi cordero from the padres yes. to play center saw that um so they're you know they're set in the outfield really unless yeah. unless there's a day that that merrifield plays second that's the only chance that Soler see in the outfield yeah, I th- well, I mean, I think a guy like him is more suited for DH, anyways. Yeah, but yeah, and and now with every team having that DH, it's not just going to be some uh, the AL teams that are looking at him potentially with a trade. So uh, you can see some NL teams mm-hmm. looking at him. But um, yeah, it's another guy. Like, I, I got to say, another guy in that uh, another guy in that lineup that uh, I'm interested in seeing a little bit more of is Alberto Mondesi. I was just going to say, I, I think Alberto Mondesi might steal 30 bases in a six-game yeah. season. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he's it is unbelievable. He, he's, he's unbelievable. Uh, Taking a look, let's see, he had 43 stolen bases and only seven caught stealing. Yeah. that That's nuts. Um, yeah. it, it seems like he's stealing at the right times, too. He's not, you know, kind of guy who's going to be getting on right away he's going to go. Mm-hmm. He knows he knows when to take that risk. I mean, when you go 43 for 50, that that's pretty – Pretty incredible. Um, yeah. Now, the I only think, thing uh, from him is I. Sorry, I just I want no. him to have a little better pitch selection. Because mm-hmm. last year he hit two sixty three, which is solid, but he only he only got on base at a two ninety one clip. Yeah, that's not good. Um, I mean, so you get, yeah, you, if you're hitting two sixty three, I want you to, and you're like the number two hitter in that lineup. I want you to be getting on base at like a three twenty clip. I agree. And his speed, you got to have something like that at the top mm-hmm. of the lineup. And, mm-hmm. But it, it, almost similar to how Billy Hamilton has been, you know, one yeah. of the fastest guys in the league, but his on base, I don't think hitters, ever, yeah. I don't think it ever eclipsed more than like 250. You can't have that as your uh, no. leadoff guy. Um, yeah. So now Billy Hamilton has only become really that, you know, off the bench pinch runner because uh, he really doesn't have the bat. I don't want to exactly. see that happen to Montessi. He's only going to be, what, 24 years old, 25 years old? This is going to be his age 25 season, I believe. Yeah, so he's just got to, you know, like you said, pitch selection. He's got to be sure to be able to get on base more. Imagine if his on base goes up, how how much more his stolen bases. That's going to – because he's got – like he doesn't have the pop that somebody like uh, – um, uh, shoot. uh I just lost his name. Shortstop in uh, in uh, San Diego. 
Um, Tatis. Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. He doesn't have the pop that Tatis has, but he has the speed, and he's got the mm-hmm. glove that Tatis has. Yeah. So if he can if he can hit for a little better average, like I mean, he hit two sixty three, which again is solid. If he can hit two eighty, and if he can get on base more and draw walks, I think we're like people are going to be talking about at Alberto Mondesi uh, similarly to the way that people talk about Fernando Tatis Jr. I think so. I mean, it's just for me, absolutely. I mean, the two sixty three, I'd be happy with, but I, I want something more of that on base. Yeah. I mean, it's simple as that. Like, if yeah. you're going to have that kind of speed, you need to be at the top of that lineup. But they're not going to put you there if you can't get on base, and that that's that's the key to those those runs. As you know, Moneyball and all these teams have proven, yeah. getting on base is what's going to give you the runs. And eh, funny, um, but yeah. Um, yeah, simple as that. Um, now their rotation is leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, again, yeah. nobody's expecting anything from this team. Um, you got Danny Duffy as your number one, who's always been like solid, like a solid middle of the rotation arm. Mm-hmm. Um, had a decent season last year at four three four ERA, one hundred nine ERA plus. Um, but other than that, I mean, Mike Montgomery is again solid. He mm-hmm. had a four six four ERA for them after getting traded from uh, Chicago. Yeah. But uh, you know. I, I think I think somebody that they're going to be looking for, who looks like he's going to make the rotation out of camp, is Brady Singer, who was their first round pick uh, two years ago. Yep. Um, if he can come in and throw a four-two ERA in nine starts, uh, I think they're going to be really happy. Yeah, I'm just taking a look at his numbers last year. He split time between uh, high A and double A. Yeah. Um, he got beat up a little bit more in Double A, but it's still pretty respectable. Three it averages, it averages out to yeah. The, between the two of them, he had a one eight seven in High A and a three four seven in Double A. It averages out to like a two seven. Um, so yeah, and like, the whip is good too. One one nine. Yeah, and he's I got mean, good good strikeout numbers in in Double A. He threw out uh, eight point four four K through nine innings. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, he was drafted high for a reason. But, yeah, like we're, we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're looking for him. I think to uh, to you know jump in the rotation and uh, and show that he's ready to contribute now. And like we said, this is a year to do it. Um, yeah. You know, sixty game season. Maybe he'll be able to get maybe four or five starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's what's going to show you right there. I mean, it's still going to be a small sample size, but um, let him get his feet wet with you know the four or five starts he may possibly get, and mm-hmm. uh, assess where he should be at the start of next year. Maybe you start him off in AAA. Um, maybe he's good enough to crack the um, rotation next year. Um, yeah. But the only way you're going to know is if he sees some big league action. Yeah. And now there's there's another pitcher that they drafted in that same draft in the first round as well. They had uh, they had some uh, compensation picks because of uh, after losing Eric Hosmer and Lorenzo Cain, mm-hmm. and uh, one of those guys is Daniel Lynch, who mm-hmm. uh, I think he's their number uh, two prospect in the organization right now, um, number seventy two prospect in baseball overall, and uh, I think he's you know like Brady Singer, he's a guy that they're going to be looking to uh, maybe maybe kind of jump over and throw, throw you know, even get a couple innings in the majors this year. He's only thrown in high A. That's the yeah. highest he's pitched. But in a season like this, if come September, if he can get him in and throw 10 innings, 
you know, con- combined out of the bullpen and just to get his feet wet. I think that's something to something to see and see what he can, you know, how he, uh, you know, how he adjusts to uh, to major league hitting. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he only pitched in high A, but sometimes you just don't know what you have until you throw him out there yeah. um, and just see what they can and, do. I mean, you look at what yeah, the, and, the Marlins did years ago with, with Jose Fernandez. Right. You know, didn't touch above, I think, was low-level A. Bring right. him up to, you know, spot start. Because yeah. he saw the potential that he had, and he goes on to win Rookie of the Year. I mean, you never right. know what a guy can have until you try him out. Um, yeah. And if they have enough um, enough faith and, and, and hope in, in Daniel Lynch – Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll throw him out there, you know, to relieve. Maybe it's start or two. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let's jump uh, to the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, um, let's do that. White Sox I'm, are a team that I like a lot. Man, I'm very excited about the White Sox, man. I, I got to be honest with you. I, uh, For those who are also followers of the end of the bench, I expressed how how much I feel the White Sox are going to be contenders this year. Um yeah. I just love their lineup up and down. I think they have so much potential at pretty much all parts of their lineup. Just, I don't think there's a hole. I mean, if there's a hole, I can't find it. I'm sure yeah. there is one there. Is it, is it no more Mazzara? Is that is like that your one hole? And if that's your hole, then fine. But I mean, because that that, cause, that might yeah. be that might be it. Because I mean, you look up and down their their lineup. I mean, you're gonna have Yasmani Grandal behind the plate. You're gonna have yeah. Abreu. You're going to have Moncada. You're going to have Anderson, Jimenez. Robert is going to be their everyday center fielder. He's the center he's fielder. Going to be, he's going to be an absolute star, and I do believe yeah. that. Um, we should have Nick Madrigal, uh, who mm-hmm. is, I believe, being held out right now. Um, or no, he's in the player pool, uh, but he, is not, he has not won the job yet. But should from everything that I'm like I hear – he should be, be making baseman. the team. Yeah, he should be making the yeah. team as a starting second baseman, with Laurie Garcia being their like super utility man who plays mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've got Lewis uh, Robert as the starting center fielder, the rookie coming up, the top prospect in baseball, uh, or yeah. one of the top prospects in baseball. Um, I think I may have found their their one hole now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, and it's the fact that uh, Michael Kopech is not going to be playing this year. Yes, he is. He's he decided to out. opt out. Yeah. Um, I would say that's probably the one hole that they have. But but their rotation is still strong. You've got Giolito, I think, who I like, finally last year uh, put it all together. He changed his mechanics. He's talking yeah. about how much was one of the best just, pitchers in baseball last year. It, all he needs is a simple mechanic change, and he puts up the numbers that he did. It, yeah, you know, absolutely great for him. He's going to be the uh, the ace of that staff. Um, yeah. Then you still have a couple of young guys in Dylan Cease or Dylan Covey, um, and then you also have. Dylan Cease, I, I want to mention Dylan Cease really quick. Like he, I was watching some videos of his start against uh, the Cubs this past weekend, mm. and he's got filthy movement on his uh, on his breaking ball, like absolutely yeah. unhittable. It's um, just a matter of and being he's able still to, only, to put he's that still together. Still only twenty four. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, another guy, Ronaldo uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Yeah, they, they have a young staff with that's going to be. Um, anchored by Lucas Giolito, but then you're also going to have Gio Gonzalez, who's the veteran. Um, and Dallas Keuchel. And Dallas Keuchel. Like, yeah. I, I completely forgot about Dallas Keuchel, but it's been so long that we've even talked about it. But <laughs> yeah, um, you could still, even without Kopech in there, you still have a very good one through five. It's, um, it's a, yeah, exactly. Now you don't, you don't need like a Lucas Giolito in every single spot. 
but no, you've got no. the depth there that like Gio, Gio Gonzalez, who's a guy who just gets you innings every mm-hmm. single season. He's who, been very reliable. From, yeah. Like aside from last year, cause he signed with the, uh, with the Brewers late averages like 160 innings a season. Yeah. I mean, the last six years, he is a reliable starting pitcher and that's kind of what the White Sox needed with the, the young rotation mm-hmm. that they're expected to have mm-hmm. um, outside of Dallas Keuchel, who, you, you, I mean, he is done, you know, far removed from his Cy Young season. Um, but is still is still he's still a affordable good pitcher. starting pitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Three seven five ERA last year is is not bad at all with a one twenty one ERA plus. No, so obviously ERA plus is for park adjustment. Uh, he pitches in kind of a pitch uh, a hitter's park and did well. Doesn't give up fly balls. One of the best ground ball pitchers there is, and now moves to a to a more pitcher friendly park in uh, Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago. Yeah. Um, now let me let me ask you a question because I personally, when I was doing my uh, preseason notes, mm-hmm. um, I had the White Sox finishing second. I had them in 162 game season. I had them at 85 and 77. Where do you where did you have them? I had them second place in the division as a wild card team. Okay. Yeah, because I. I I mean, we'll get to who we think is going to be the number one. Yeah. Um, I think the White Sox are right there. I think they were going to be fighting for I think for they're right there with year. Cleveland. I think they're yeah. right there with Cleveland this year. Yeah. Uh, if, if everybody puts it together, like you've, you've already got Tim Anderson, who's coming off a batting title. Mm-hmm. You've got Yohan Mankata, who is just an absolute stud. He's only 25 years old. Last year, 25 homers, 79 RBIs, hit 315 uh, for a 141 weighted runs created plus. Um, you've got like Eloy Jimenez is another beast. Edwin Arcarnacion is your DH, who's going to give you like 12 home runs in a 60 game season. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, who is coming off a great season with Milwaukee, is gonna you know you've got I, I him res- locked up for four years. I he's going to have a fucking awesome season. I respect the hell out of what Yasmani Grandal did. You know, he he had the opportunity to sign. Long term, I believe the Mets offered him something. It was with he the said Mets. no. He got a th- yeah, he got a three-year offer. He wanted he to said, bet on I himself. Want to money. Yeah. I want, he wanted to bet on himself, and he did it. I, I fucking love it. I do. He he, yeah. he had so much confidence in himself, and I love seeing that. I really did. Yeah. And he got out there, and he got paid. So exactly. absolutely. Um, and they've got a good bench too. Mm-hmm. James McCann, who's an who's an All Star last season, is now your backup catcher. Yeah, uh, Zach mm-hmm. Collins is is like you know a good defensive uh, first baseman and backup catcher as well. Danny Mendick is a solid uh, infield uh, you know backup infielder, and Adam Engel is one of the best defensive center fielders in the league. And you've got him as a, as your fourth outfielder. He can't yeah, hit. He can't hit for shit. But no. Adam Engel is one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball. I think I think you're gonna the you know the, the south side of Chicago is gonna see some fun. Well, yeah. not in the stands, but. <laughs> They're gonna see some fun on uh, on the TV this year. The only thing with them is uh, their bullpen is a question mark. Yeah. Um, Alex Colome, like when he's on, he's on, but when he's not, like he just can't find the strike zone. Um, you've got Steve Ciszek, who I still think is a pretty good pitcher. Um, he's not like the closer that he was with Miami. No. You know, at the earlier part of the of the 2010s, but he's still a good pitcher. Um, I think I think a big question mark is Kelvin Herrera. Um, can he go back to the pitcher that he was in in Kansas City, or is he going to be the guy that gave you a six fourteen ERA last year? 
Yeah. I think one guy who's going to be, who I hope is a little bit more um, reliable for them this year uh, is going to be Carson Fulmer. Um, yeah, they, they tried him out as a starter. Uh, I, I don't think with his, uh, his stature and his, his, his repertoire, he's, he's really more for like a middle, middle of the bullpen kind of guy. And, um, yeah, he, he's been beaten around and, and you know, he, he got drafted. I think he got drafted fairly high, uh, when he got drafted, but I hope he kind of figures it out too. Um, yeah. I, I remember watching him at Vanderbilt. Uh, he was beast. So, right. um, yeah, no, I, I'd like to see them try him or Carlos Rodon in long relief. I don't think Carlos Rodon is a starter. Um, I'm not, I've, I've never been a huge fan of him since they brought him up in like 2016, 17, whenever he made his mm-hmm. debut or 15, he made his debut. But, um, yeah, like his, he's, he's only gotten worse every season as a starter. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's a relief pitcher. Uh, I think if you put him in long relief or, you know, or throw him in for like, uh, throw him in, in, you know, middle of the game, sixth, seventh inning. Uh, I think he's going to be far more effective than he will ever be as a starting pitcher. I agree. I'm with you on that. But uh, we're in agreement on this team, obviously. Then, that yes, we, I, we we both think this is a very good baseball team, and I think they're they're finally about to reach that spot where they're where they contend. Absolutely. So we move on then uh, to the Cleveland Indians. Um, well, we don't know if their name is going to be the Indians. Um, I think, well, yeah. for this season, I think they're going to be the Indians. They're not going to be able to change it. So last minute, I but, think it's uh, late. I think it's late to do it's this. It's very late. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, what, uh, see what they change it to, but for the time being, um, we'll, we can just call them Cleveland. Uh, if yeah. we don't want to offend uh, <laughs> anyone. Cleveland um, problematic name. Um, <laughs> they, I mean, they're still a good team. They're rota- like I don't know that they're. I don't know whose rotation comes cl- like. There are a couple that I could put that are like close to them, but like, there's not a hole in that rotation at all. Uh, you've got Shane Bieber, Mike Clevenger, Carlos Carrasco, Aaron Savali, and Zach Plesac as your number five. Very good rotation. Um, I'm a little hesitant with the back two. I know they have um, the. Uh, talent to do well, Zach mm-hmm. Lee specifically. I know they they had uh, they have uh, hopes in him, uh, but that top three, uh, at the very least, the top two with Shane Bieber, and Mike Clevenger. I mean, that's I think yeah. that's going to be key for them. Bieber specifically, I think, because he was you, his numbers last year were unbelievable: three two eight ERA, uh, mm-hmm. two hundred fourteen innings. Um, see, just taking a look: ERA plus a one forty four, FIP of yeah. three point three two. I mean, he had it working last year, and a whip of 1.054. Him and Clevenger as a 1-2, I think that's great. That's one of the better 1-2 punches in the league. I mean, people may not even realize that because Cleveland's kind of, like, falling off a little bit. Um, But that's a great 1-2, and, you know, I would take that any day of the week as my 1-2s, really. Yeah. But then – and then still, well, you've got Carlos Carrasco coming off of uh, cancer. Um, And I hope he does well. I, I really do. That's that's gonna be a test as if he's uh, if he's physically uh, back to you know where he was beforehand. Um, if he is, you don't have you don't have any problem because he's he's a great starting pitcher, um, and and he's the old man on the staff at thirty three. Yeah. So uh, then I mean I mean you've got uh, Aaron Savali who in ten starts had a two three four ERA last year, um, and uh, Zach Plesac 
who had a uh, had a three eight one ERA last year in twenty one starts, one twenty four ERA plus. Uh, like the Cleveland just like just like fires out pitchers like it's nothing. And it's it's worked for them. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be very good this year. But outside of a couple of pieces in their offense, I don't know. I'm like very hesitant. I don't to like think. their lineup that much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. outside of Lindor, Ramirez, and Santana. Yeah, I mean, I, I do I'm like not, Franmil Reyes. Uh, I like it. other than I those. Think, I think other than really. Matches. Yeah, I mean, other than for me though, other than Lindor, really nothing. Jumps off no, the nothing pops up. Uh, Jose know, Ramirez not, did not have a good season last year. No, um, I think I think this is a nice spot for Cesar Hernandez, who kind of got shafted in Philly. Um, but I mean, like he's a solid hitter. He'll hit. He'll hit for a good average. Um, he doesn't really have. He he doesn't drive in a lot of runs really, but he mm-hmm. gets on base and uh, and he plays really good defense at second base. I think it's I think it's a nice spot for him to kind of uh, reinvent himself in Cleveland here. Um, I mean, after after like I said, he, he kind of got the short end of the stick in in Philly. Yeah, uh, I I think they're going to have a very good season. I originally had them finishing third uh, in the division mm-hmm. um, with my prediction, but them and the White Sox they were close in terms of record. Um, but I think the White Sox edged out the Indians just a little bit. And, you know, with Frankie Lindor, I don't know if the Indians are going to be – well, Cleveland, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know if they're looking to really sign him long-term. I haven't really heard anything. I think so. he's getting traded this season. If there are yeah. trades this season, I think he's getting traded. He definitely – he could definitely be one, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I just – I don't know. I mean – Yeah, but uh, – like just And, and the, the other thing is that uh, they've got – the best bullpen in the division, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Hand as your as your closer. You've got Adam Simber in there. Oliver Perez, who's completely reinvented himself over the last couple of years. Uh, uh, James uh, James Karinchak, uh, who's uh, who's a prospect for them, but came in last year and threw uh, you know in only five innings through one sixty nine ERA, but has been really good throughout the minors through his career. And it looks like he's going to be in the bullpen to start uh, the season this mm-hmm. season. Uh, and uh, he's a guy that they're like hyping a lot in camp um, who uh, uh, Francona has, uh, has touted a lot yeah. uh, and said like very glowing things about. Um, yeah. I mean, they've got a really good bullpen. Um, and the, obviously the rotation is great. I just don't, I, I just don't like their, uh, line up that much, and I think their yeah. bench is uh, bad. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I think that's the one thing that's going to kill them. They'll have the pitching. Yeah. It's just they need to be able to have the offense to to yeah. to help them out. Um, but they're, I think they're, outside of their their top three, it's you know it's kind yeah, of they're downhill very, a little bit. They're very top heavy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we go then to uh, the team that won the division last year, which is the Minnesota Twins. Um, yeah, I mean, the Twins are fucking great. Oh, yeah. I remember the start of last year, you know, I was going back and forth thinking that, you know, maybe, uh, um, the Twins might edge out the Indians for the division title this year. And that, but, you know, then I'm just kind of thinking maybe they might be one year away. I think they have pieces, mm-hmm. but they're just building up to it. Uh, I should have just went with my first thought because, uh, Twins ended up, you know, winning the division. They, they mashed the hell out of the ball. And you yeah. had guys nobody knew come out of the woodwork and just, put up numbers the main guy mitch garver 
Mitch Garver was probably the best catcher of, in baseball last year. Came out of nowhere yeah. and just mashed. Yeah. 31 home runs, 273 average, 630 slugging, and an OPS of 995. Oh and my god! One fifty-six like, OPS plus. I mean, I, literally I came out of nowhere. We're, I believe we're all high as four catchers last year. I believe um, so. I mean, if we're looking at top catchers from last year, it was probably Real Muto, Grandal, and Garver. I mean, no yeah. specific order, but those three were probably the top catchers in all of baseball last year. Yeah, you had uh, you had Jorge Polanco coming alive, uh, twenty-two homers, seventy-nine RBIs, slash line of two ninety-five, three fifty-six, four eighty-five. For, for an 841 OPS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miguel Sano, 923 OPS last year, 34 home runs. Eddie Rosario, 32 home runs. Um, there's like the, this lineup is just stacked. Max Kepler, uh, Max Kepler hit thir- uh, 36 home runs last year. Here's going to be uh, the X factor for that team it's going to be Byron Buxton. And he's going to be in the X-Factor. If Byron Buxton can be healthy, exactly. Like, he's been he's been the guy that it's like, man, when he's healthy and when he finally goes off, there's, like, nobody's going to believe how good this guy is. Entering his age 26 season, he was only in it's 87 highest. games last year. Yeah. But he still hit to 262 average, 314 on base, OPS plus of 114. So, if he really? can do that over a full season – yeah, I mean, the Twins this already the, have a pretty scary lineup, but with he does that over full season. This is the make or break season for Byron Buxton yeah. if he can stay healthy because he again he's one of the best uh, gloves in the in in the league uh, in center mm-hmm. field, but he has just not put it together with the bat. He's not been able to st- stay healthy for a full season. If no. he can finally do that, um, then like this is the, this might be the team to beat in the AL. I mean, they're definitely the team to beat in the Central. Yeah, um, I think uh, at um, least in terms of the AL, we'll get to the NL, of course. Yeah, um, but, but I had them win the division again this year. Um, yeah, I had I them too. initially. I had them around like ninety-five wins. Yeah. Um, I mean, no saying what they can do with a sixty-game season, but they're going to be a team to reckon with this year. Um, yeah, their and question there, there was, was their rotation. Because uh, you know, I mean, I, got... I I kind of like their rotation. I mean, looking at, it, I mean, Jose I'm Rios. Tr- I'm selling myself on them. Jose Barrios is really good. I don't know if he's great. Um, he's shown flashes that he could be great, but he's not put, put it together for a full season yet, I feel. Fair. Um, That's fair. But, I like, so this is a season that he needs to step up. Uh, and he was good last year, like I said. 368 ERA in, in over 32 games, 200 innings, uh, 195 strikeouts, you know. Uh, but um, I just – Feel... Here's two guys that I like, and they, these were two additions that they got, and I think that's definitely going to help them. Kenta Maeda and Rich Hill. Yeah. Those two guys are, are going to – I think they're going to step that rotation up just enough for them to really have, like, a, a full all-around team. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it, I think there was a couple of analysts who were saying, like, in terms of all-around potential, lineup, rotation, and bullpen – the twins yeah. were in like the top three or something like that. Yeah. Um, now with, yeah, with like Rich Hill is a guy who um, was hurt a lot in his Dodgers tenure, mm-hmm. um, but had reinvented himself, had reinvented himself with the Long Island Ducks. Then uh, came back into the league with the Boston Red Sox, was an all-star, signed mm-hmm. a contract with the Dodgers, was an all-star, but was on was was hurt quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so if he can stay healthy and give you 10 starts this year, um, 
at you know at, at basically what he was in in LA and, and Boston, then I think that's a huge help. And and Kenta Maeda is the same thing. Kenta Maeda didn't really have like injury issues, uh, you know, but uh, the I think he was coming out of the uh, the bullpen yeah, and he, out for uh, because yeah. Too. Kenta Maeda kind of got the shaft in in LA because their rotation was so stacked that he was coming out of long relief. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, he only started 26 games last year. Uh, had a 4.04 ERA, but his FIP was 3.95. So he was a little better than his ERA says. And also the year before, he had a 3.81 ERA with a 3.22 FIP, which tells you again that he was better than his ERA was saying. Yeah. Um, but you know, now he gets a chance to to you know be a starter full time in the rotation, uh, be their number three. And and I I think that's a really good number three to have, um, Kent, in Kenta Maeda. I agree, I agree. And then you look at their bullpen, you know, not a, not guys who you're gonna be like, oh damn, they're coming into the game, we have no shot. But these are guys yeah. who get yeah. the job done when they're called upon. Taylor Rogers, Trevor May, Tyler Duffy. Yeah. You can talk yourself into Taylor Rogers as a closer. Mm-hmm. Like you can talk yourself into like, all right, I th- I think he can, you know, I think he can get me over the hump here. He had, good good, he, he had a good year last year. He had a good year last year, 36, 261 ERA. Yeah, of 285. You can talk yourself into him getting you uh, in a 60-game season. You can talk yourself into him getting you. I, I'm trying to figure out how many saves these guys are going to get. What, 17 saves maybe? Maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't even pay. All, I don't even, like, nowadays, I don't even pay attention to saves as much. I just want a guy who's going to go out there and, and just I, shut I the door. I look at ERA a lot. I look at ERA plus. I look at FIP. Um, cause yeah, saves, saves are, you know, not like, I like to look at, at what a guy did in high pressure situations. Yeah. 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 Like if he's coming in with a three, a three run lead and, uh, lets two guys on and gives up a run, but gets the save like that's, sh- I, I don't know how that counts as a save. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you just, you got out of it. You, you didn't really like, shut the yeah. door. Yeah. yeah. They were they were pushing um, back. You just kind of nudged the door a little close. You didn't, yeah. sh- you know, shut it down. Yeah. Um, but but I, I like Romo's been good for them. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I think he's like I think he's kind of reinvented himself after uh, after his tenure with the Dodgers. I'm uh, sorry, with the Giants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like Tyler Clippard, you can kind of talk yourself into a little bit because you're like, you know, I know this guy has been good in the past. I don't know if he still is, but like he was pretty solid with Cleveland last year. Um, I, I just don't know at 37 if, if I'm still like, yeah, I think this guy's, I think this guy's still got it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like he, I, I, this, you know, you look at his past couple seasons where he went in 2016, 357 ERA to 477 ERA to 367 ERA to last year being a 290 ERA pitcher. I don't know if I'm like, oh, this is who he is still. I, I like, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like he's probably that high three ERA pitcher. Who you know in the middle of the of the, of the bullpen? If he's giving me a, an inning a couple times a week, um, I can get away with that. You know, yeah. I think he's still going to be a very key piece. Um, yeah, to that bullpen, and like yeah. you said, uh, in terms of all around lineup, they definitely have one of the tops uh, in all of baseball. I don't just, know if lineup in, in, in the AL comes close to theirs. Yeah, they're com- absolutely. I, I can think. I can think complete. of a lineup. I can think of a lineup that comes close to it. Um, <laughs> I think you know the team I'm thinking of. Uh, 
the they're Seattle East. Mariners. There you go. <laughs> no. um, um, yeah. uh, but we'll talk about them another day. Yeah, I, um, but the, Yeah, the Twins and that team that you are alluding to mm-hmm. are very close to each other, yeah. I feel. Uh, I think one of them has the edge in, in terms of rotation and bullpen. Mm-hmm. But this one, but the the edge in rotation is not is not big though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the lineup is neck and neck to me. Um, and their bench is good. Alex Avila coming off the bench as your backup catcher, veteran guy. You've got Marwin Gonzalez, who uh, kind of showed you last year that he might have been good because he knew what pitches were coming in Houston. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Jake Cave again. Jake Cave is a, as a, as your fourth outfielder. Uh, Dude, like this is a good team. I agree. This is a really agree. good team. I think they're going to be the team to beat in the yeah. uh, in pretty much all of the central. Yeah, and uh, with that, we're going to move over to the National League. Um, I think this is, this is on par to be uh, our longest episode here at Charging the Mound. Uh, <laughs> that's not a problem, though. This is. Uh, I think this has been. Uh, I hope this is entertaining to listen to for you guys. It's entertaining got, to talk about. I know that. Yeah, much. I, I'm having a good time talking about it, and I, yeah. I've gotten good. Uh, Good feedback on the AL West episode, so I appreciate that. Uh, I hope the feedback comes back, and I hope you guys, uh, if you haven't already, uh, give uh, give Pat and Scott uh, a listen on uh, the end of the bench. I know I've, I've touted them a ton. I've been on there uh, with them several times, and, uh, uh, man, they're, they're, those guys are super fun. You guys Thank are super you, fun to talk to. Thank you, sir. Um, you as well. To. Uh, but we're moving on to the NL uh, with the uh, bottom of that division which is the pittsburgh pirates yeah um, uh, i mean it, it, it's similar to how we were talking about the uh the tigers maybe not as bad but not a lot to write home bad. about yeah, um i mean as bad. the one guy that everyone's gonna love uh is is gonna be josh bell um, josh bell is a guy that i've wanted the yankees to trade for yeah um, i mean because I, I want that lefty bat I, I know he's a switch hitter but like i want his left his power is the left i his want, I swing want is... that swing in, in yankee stadium so badly yeah, I mean, look, you look at his numbers last year. I'm just getting that up. Yeah. Um, 143 games, he was 37 homers, uh, 277 average, 569 slug, and 936 OPS, uh, 143 OPS plus. Uh, he yeah. was the best player on the team last year, uh, plain and simple. Um, yeah. A, a, now a stat it's, that I don't love is war. And they, you're not you a big know, war guy? Fan, no, Fangriffs has him as, as a two-and-a-half war player last year. To me, with but, everything that he did for that team, like, what what do you think their record is if you don't have Josh Bell in that lineup? I mean, I think, yeah, I think maybe I, – I personally like the war. You can't tell me that I like only, war. You can't, but you can't tell me they're only two-and-a-half games no, worse no. without him in the lineup. No, he should definitely be He's, a, he's a five- uh, or six-war player last year. Yeah, I, I think at the very least he was a four. At yeah. the very least, he was a four. Yeah. I don't know how necessarily to calculate. I generally do like war, though, because I, I like yeah. the idea of there's a stat that basically says this guy, it gives you X amount of more wins than any other replacement player. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, he's I, two, 2.5 I like is kind of shocking. I love it. Yeah, I like it, but I don't love it shot. because there's, there's flaws like that with with war. Um, but yeah, like there's flaws almost with just about any stat too. When you, when yeah, you, sure. When you think sure. About it. That, that's why we got all these saber metrics. Like now you have FIP and now you have ERA plus, OPS plus that are all, yeah. all park adjusted and such like that, which make things yeah. a little better. Weighted runs um, created plus and yeah, and his WRC plus was one thirty five this year. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, and for those for those who may not uh, understand, 
100 is the average. So anything higher than that, you got a very good ball player. Yeah, when we when we mentioned weighted runs created plus or OPS plus or ERA plus, like Patrick said, 100 is the league average, and it, it the, the stat adjusts to uh, park effects. So uh, it basically it puts it in like a neutral site and says like this is how good this guy was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not just not just in in his home stadium but all stadiums. Um, so yeah, like he's, he was really, really good last year. Um, and one of the best first basemen in baseball last year, uh, Absolutely. plays, plays a solid first base too. Mm-hmm. Like not like he, he really does it all. Good base runner, not very fast, but good base runner gets on base a lot. Uh, good eye walk. Like there's, there's so much that I can praise about this dude. I love him. Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple other yeah. guys. Yeah. Real quick that we could discuss, you know, two guys who had a very good year for the Pirates last year, Kevin Newman at short, Brian Reynolds at uh, in left field. Um, you know, guys yeah, Brian who Reynolds, kind of I, think, I think they found – I think they found that guy uh, that, that he's going to be their left fielder for the next 10 years. Yeah, I mean – I think they found him, yeah. Only going to be entering his age 25, Stephen Newman will be entering his age 26. So those three guys are going to be key for them. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know what they're gonna, their plans are going to be with Bell. I'm not sure how many more years he has left on his deal. I think yeah. one or two. I could be wrong, um, but yeah. it's interesting to see this how the Pirates a, will, will go about. This is a team that's still a couple years away, obviously. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like you've got because you've got guys like Colin Moran and Adam Frazier starting, who had solid seasons last year. Not good, mm-hmm. but solid seasons last year. Um, I don't think Colin Moran is going to be with the team very much longer because you've got no. uh, you've got Cabrian Hayes, the mm-hmm. third base prospect, waiting yeah. in the wings. Um, tested positive for COVID right now, but he will, uh, he will be up this season, presumably, um, you know, he's 23 and this is the time that a player like him is like, all right, you get, come on and show me what you got. Um, so he's going to get some chances in the majors this year and, and he's going to be their everyday third baseman for years to come, it seems, um, which pushes Colin Moran out. Yeah. Um, and then to me, like I, I don't know what your opinion on his on this guy is, but I like him a lot, and that's Cole Tucker. Mm-hmm. I I don't know his his play too much. Um, he, he seems like a very not not outspoken. Not the word I'm looking for. Very um, like I guess just like a big person like, for lack of a better word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just taking a look at his numbers. Looks like he had he didn't have a great season last year, but he was he's been he's been good in the in the minors for them. Um, he had the big debut his first game. He had the uh, he had a, a big home run uh, to t- uh, a, a uh, to take the lead, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of like his big moment of the season. Plays a really good shortstop, um, really good defender. And they like, have them here long term because I mean they they the way Newman they talk the, about him they, is that they want at, him there long term. I mean, just and look then, at Kevin Newman's numbers, though. I mean, yeah. like, he's he's their guy right now. I, mean, I know. Tucker's... Yeah, but but the the what I have read and like uh, what I've read is that they would move Newman to second. Okay. Uh, have Adam Frazier kind of be like a utility infielder. Okay. Because Adam Frazier is not a starting infielder. No. He's not a starter. Um. And because of how bad this team is, you got him as like your three hitter this year. So like Adam Frazier is a utility guy. Um, but they're, they're hoping Cole Tucker is the shortstop of the future. He's only 24. Um, and in which case you move Kevin Newman to second base. And I agree with you. Kevin Newman was real, was, was good last year. He had a, yeah, he mean, had a good season. Uh, yeah, I think other than plus, hit 308. Yeah. Like he, he was a good hitter last year. 
um, and plays solid again. Plays really solid defense in the infield and plays pretty much every position in the infield. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're also, a couple years oh, away. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just just thinking about it. Like, it's just how good you think they would have been if they had never pulled that uh, trigger on that Chris Archer trade. You know, they would have still had Austin. They would still have Austin Glass now. I it's, mean. Yeah, it, 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 that's that's a move that has to keep every Pirates fan alive awake yeah. at night, uh, and their GM as well. Like that's just a, it's an unforgivable move. I mean, think um, about it. You just you just put them back in the the you know no other um, substitutions or anything. Just put Meadows and Glass now back into that lineup and rotation. The Pirates are a team that easily could could contend. I mean, yeah. Meadows, yeah. Me- when that trade happened, I was completely baffled because mm-hmm. you've got you had Meadows, who was your top prospect for four years, and had finally come up and was lighting it up his rookie season, and uh, and then you just trade him for a guy who hadn't, who, quite frankly, in my opinion, and Chris Archer, who hadn't been good in two or three seasons. Um. Yeah, I it didn't make much sense to me then, and it still doesn't make much sense to me now. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm just gonna go ahead. Uh, well, we all, we know now Archer is out. Yeah, for he this has a thoracic out. surgery. Yeah. Um, uh, Jameson Tyone also had Tommy John surgery, and like that's really killing him because that's their that's their best pitcher is Jameson Tyone, and he's just been like bit by like unfortunate things. He had the testicular cancer that he missed mm-hmm. the season on. Uh, now he's got Tommy John surgery. He had something else again that I'm missing. I think he had an, I think he had an elbow thing previously as well. Um, but he's been he's missed parts of three or four seasons now, and it's like that. Like it's got to be like you, it's not not the fault of his own, especially the testicular cancer. But um, at some point, something's got to make or break with him, and he's got to give you a healthy season. Yeah. Uh, because because when he's healthy. He's a really good pitcher. Mm-hmm. And um, still young. Still yeah. young, too. He's 28. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's still, he's still got, you know, has yet to hit his prime, you'd presume. Um, they, you know, they lost Garrett Cole. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost Tyler Glasnow, like you said. So if you have that, like, you've got the top of your rotation is Garrett Cole, Tyler Glasnow, Jamison Tyone, and you've got Austin Meadows in your lineup. Maybe you don't trade McCutcheon. Uh, and you because you didn't get anything from McCutcheon, mm-hmm. so you know maybe you still got uh, McCutcheon in center field. Maybe you don't trade Marte, but like you know, and, and Meadows is in your outfield. I don't know. Maybe it's an older team for sure, but it's a better team, and it's a team that's probably fighting for a wild card spot. Probably, but instead they're going to be looking at the seller of the uh, of the yeah, central. They're going to be looking at the seller of the central. Like I said, this is a team that's still a couple years away, and and they're hoping that somebody like Cole Tucker who they think is going to be their shortstop of the future can prove that this season that he will be the shortstop of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just kind of figure out their, their uh, positioning. Um, their rotation's not that good. Uh, Joe Musgrove is a solid pitcher, but he, after him, it's not, it, that's pretty much it. He's not an ace. Uh, he's not, uh, he's not a top of the rotation guy. Yeah. You know what? Mitch Keller isn't bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. He, One of their like, top guys. Top prospects. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Bad season last year. Eleven starts. He had a he had a seven thirteen ERA, but a three one nine FIP. So that kind of like that drastic of a difference is kind of telling. Yeah. That maybe he wasn't that bad, 
Um, but he was re- he's been really good in the minors for them over the years, and now uh, now kind of looks to uh, to be a guy who may be in the rotation for years to come. But, I think he'll um, easily be in the rotation next year, but it's also yeah. going to be a, almost a lost season just to see what they can do, similar yeah. to what the Tigers and the Royals are going to do. Exactly. And, and after that, their bullpen is nothing to write home. Like, there's, you know, nobody in this bullpen is anybody. Yeah. No, that's um, pretty much it. So, yeah. But the, this is a team that's it, – it's another it's another building season, you know, for them, as has been the case for – for many many years yeah um and at that we move on to a team that it looks like is done rebuilding and that's the cincinnati reds now i mean i have i have a strong opinion about the reds and i want to hear yours first my opinion was i have them or i had them winning the central i I mean okay thank you i I just didn't want to think you I, i thought i was crazy there um I, just the, the moves that they made, uh, it, it just – you sign Moustakis, you sign Castellanos, you yeah. already got guys. Votto is on the back end of his career, but he can still get on base. Mm-hmm. Eugenio Suarez hits bombs. Jesse mm-hmm. Winker, he, he's – you know, he, he is a young up-and-coming outfielder. You got Nick Senzel, who they hope to come up and, and be an everyday guy. Yes. Aristides Aquino had, had just went off he's last year. He's a beast. I mean, and, and you're looking at him as like your fourth outfielder, like right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I might play him. So I might put Castellanos in left, put uh, Aquino in right, and have Jesse Winker as my fourth outfielder. Um, I think Jesse right Winker's now. Still a good player, too. I think from what I've heard right now, they're going to have Winker slotted at the DH, is what I've heard. Uh, see, I, I'm looking at Fangraphs here, and they have Senzel as DH. Yeah, because, they, because they have – because, remember, they signed uh, Shogo Akiyama, yeah. the Japanese pl- uh, center fielder. Um, so they've got him leading off and playing center field Akiyama. Um, but – oh, but now I'm seeing a report Senzel's going to play center field and Akiyama's going to play the corners. So maybe so maybe you got Akiyama in left, Castellanos, Castellanos in right. In right, and then – Winker's going to be – well, put, no, I then you'll have Aquino. Yeah, Aquino then. See, but this is a good problem to have. It's a them. great problem to have. Like, we're that's the right thing. Now, that we're like, well, what do you do with this guy? Well, yeah. what do you do with that guy? Like, you've, they've got an embarrassment of riches in terms of power hitters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm Ca- looking forward Castellanos, to, to I might, I might prefer to put Castellanos at DH just because he's a butcher in, in the field. He's um, already been so adamant about how much he hates the DH in the NL. He was like, I know. I, I signed in he the end to play, play the, the field. He yeah. wants to play the field, but he's he so that. bad in the field. He's not. Yeah, he's not um, very good defensively. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but, he was uh, already. He was starting. He came up as a third baseman. They said that he wasn't good there. They put yeah. him in the outfield because he had the arm, but he didn't he had, have the yeah, range. Yeah, he had the arm. He was awful in third at third base. Yeah. He was awful at third base when he came up with the Tigers. Um, but he can hit, and awful. he still can. Oh, he, he mashes. He absolutely mashes. And, like, look at the – when he went over to the Cubs last year, I want to look at his numbers with the Cubs last year yep. after the trade because he hit, like – he hit, like, 30 doubles after getting traded midseason to the Cubs. Yeah, he, it was he absurd. Went off. He hit – um, he hit 21 doubles yeah. in 51 games and 16 Nuts. home runs in 51 Nuts. games. He, he, sl- he slashed, just in 51 games with the Cubs, he slashed 321, 356, 646 slugging. That's a, and a 151 OPS with the Cubs. 
like he 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 completely bought his contract after like he oh, had a yeah. very slow start with Detroit and like and and made his money just off of 50 games with the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, uh he had 100 games with Detroit. Mm-hmm. Slash line of 273 328 4 Oh, excuse me. Um no, 273 328 462 OPS of 790, 11 yeah. home runs and looks like 37 doubles. So I mean, he, yeah. he, the slugging was good in terms of the doubles and, and the home runs, but he, exactly, that slash yeah. line just just it's it reads off. average. Yeah. yeah, it reads then, average. But the, you look at look at the, the transition. Then look at with, yeah, then look at with the Cubs, yeah. and that's like, all right, this is an all star. Like this is like yeah. this is an all star like MVP candidate like type numbers. Um, and yeah, so now you you've got him slotting in at five. Uh, and I I you know we briefly mentioned Mustakas. I love the Mustakas signing for them. I did too. I think it was a good um, signing for them. And, and you've got a guy who is a natural third baseman, but he slots over to second base, which like he kind of was good at second base with Milwaukee last year. Yeah. Um, and, and you've got, uh, Eugenio, Eugenio Suarez as your third baseman. So you have the ability to move Moustakis over and take his 35 home runs last year and put it at second base. Yeah. So, like, you're going to, they're going to lead the league in home runs. They have good problems. Yeah. You know, that that's the thing with them. And, then you go over to their rotation, and is I it the best rotation the, in the NL? Because I think it's the best rotation in the NL. It's it's easily top three in my opinion. Uh, I you mean, got, the only yeah, the, that's right. The only thing that I that I think comes close to it, and not the full rotation, but their top three is Washington. Because mm-hmm. once it once it leaves, and we'll talk about Washington on Wednesday. Uh, but when uh, when Washington's top three ends, it, it's a big drop off. But here. Cincinnati does not have that steep of a no. drop off. No, at all. You've got I mean, your top have... three is yeah, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer as your top three. Hell, the top three to have. Then and Wade, I, Ma- I... Wade Miley is your number four. Wade mm-hmm. Miley's a good number three, and he's a great number four. Yeah. So it, it's it's really a, just overall great. My I I love the fact that Sonny Gray had a huge bounce back here last year. Yeah, I know I knew a couple would. years ago, I know a couple years ago, you know, he was on the Yankees. Yankee fans were hating him, saying like this guy's a bust, he's not too good. I, I really do believe that sometimes it's just the, the the atmosphere, the environment that you're playing. He couldn't handle New York. It happens. Um I don't the, the, see I don't think it was much you don't, of that. You don't believe if that? Look, I believe that if first. you look through if you look through his uh like his games, you look through the pitches that they were having him throw. And uh, they were consistently forcing him to throw a sinker that he has always said, my sinker is my four pitch. And they were making me throw it as my one pitch. And so, uh, like, he gets on on his curveball, his changeup, and then he busts the fastball in as his three pitch. And they like, he was primarily throwing sinkers and fastballs. And so he was get like, and he's, he's, like I said, he's always said like, that's not my, those aren't my pitches. When I was throwing in, in, in Oakland, I was getting away with my changeup and I was getting away with my curveball, but they were having my print, you know, my secondary pitches be my primary pitches and I was getting hit. And so like, uh, to me, that was just Larry Rothschild trying to be smarter than everybody else. I, I, I've, as a Yankee fan, I hated Larry Rothschild. I think Larry Rothschild was an awful pitching coach. Um, and, uh, and you look at like how many guys have come over here and, and like, you know, 
have come off of like really good seasons, come to New York and pitch horribly, then go somewhere else and pitch great. I don't think it is anything to like, these are major league baseball players in my, I, I can, I can, I get the argument, but to I, me, it's like, I mean, you, I you probably know a little bit more. You'll know a little me, bit more about what you saw in Sonny Gray. Yeah. I don't see the whole, like the whole, like, uh, oh, he can't handle the pressure. Like he's just a major league athlete. I think, it, but I think I feel like we've seen a lot of players on both Yankees and Mets who come to New York and they haven't been able to succeed, but then they'll leave and then they go and have All Star seasons. I sure. we've seen it, sure. I, so I, think, I do think, I think it, it does happen. I don't think it was the case with him. You saw more of him than me, so I yeah. my, right away I think it's probably New York. He just can't play New York. You saw more than me. You being the Yankee fan, it was so. it was fucking Rothschild. Who was, yeah, making, but, who was making and throw pitches that were not his top pitches. But then he gets traded to uh, Cincy. He gets reunited with, uh, with his uh, their college coach. pitching coach. Yeah. Yep. And that just, he turned it around. He knew, all right, we're going to go, I'm according to you, we're going to go back to what you know, what made you good. And he, he, he has an unbelievable year last year in terms of, yeah, you know, one bounce of the back. Best, yeah, one of the best pitchers in the league last year. He was an all-star. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to finish, see that he's doing well. Finished again. top five in the MVP uh, – sorry, in the Cy Young, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe um, so. Yeah. But he he was – I'm going to run through his numbers once I find it here. I got him um, for you right now. Yeah, 287 ERA. Yeah. Uh, 3.42 FIP, 1.084 whip, and a 158 ERA plus. Uh, 205 strikeouts and 175 in the third innings. Um, Damn good. Didn't give up any hits. Uh, de- decent strike strikeouts to walk ratio. 68 walks, 205 strikeouts. Um, didn't give up the long ball that much. Uh, and, yeah, like, and then you've got him. Castillo as your number two. Mm-hmm. Castillo, who threw 340 ERA last year for a 133 ERA plus. Um, and then you've got Trevor Bauer as your three. Trevor Barrow did not pitch well, granted, when, uh, when he made the move over to, to Cincinnati. No. But, like, he's given us enough of a track record that we know the pitcher that he is. Yeah, absolutely. And then, so, you know, yeah. ease off and easing off the, the rotation. That bullpen is, is fairly good, good, too. I mean, Michael Lorenzen, Amir Garrett, Reziel Iglesias, who had a down year last year, but they expect him to, to turn it around. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to have – there's and you holes, mentioned Garrett. I think Garrett is. I think Garrett is one of the most under, uh, underrated relievers in the league. Hundred percent agree with you. Really fucking good. Hundred percent agree with you. I mean, his numbers last year. He had see um, sixty nine games, three two one ERA, um, four point one four FIP. So not great. WHIP one point four one four one one. Uh, but an ERA plus of one forty two. Yeah. Um, and you've even got a guy so, like Robert Stevenson, who who last year was was. Good three seven six ERA and a one twenty one ERA plus. Um, like there's just there's just guys in this in this bullpen who are gonna give you are gonna give you innings yeah. and are gonna shut down hitters. Um, and they're gonna need it in like a really in a, in a tough division. I agree. I'm glad uh, we agree. Yeah, but I think this speed. is the, I think this is, this is the best team in the division on paper. Um, on paper we'll see absolutely. if they live up to it. Mm-hmm. But I think on paper this is the best team, um, and then we move on then to uh, a team that probably should have been better than they were last season in the Chicago Cubs. Um, I, I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't like the Cubs. 
I, I was, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I, I mean, I like them, but I don't see them as the. I think they're top heavy in their lineup. You guys, they're five. Like J- you've got Jason Kipnis as your starting second base in this year. Yeah, I had That's him finishing disgusting. third. I had him finishing third this year. Yeah, uh, same. With my initial. Uh, like my Kipnis initial, uh, hasn't been good in three seasons now. And they've and they signed him to, to to be their starting second baseman. Um, when there were probably better players available to do so, they've still got Jason Hayward, who's just like who's just a a black hole in the lineup. Uh, Ian Happ's all right. I, I, I don't, I'm not really overly impressed by him. Albert, Albert Almoro Jr. Jr. is a good defender and a solid hitter, but I, you know, I don't think he's, I don't think he's great. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously you've, I, I'm, I'm glossing over the obvious ones of Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, Wilson Contreras. Um, it, it seems, I still don't it, like it, Kyle it, Schwarber. I mean, to me, it seems in theory that they're going to have almost the same lineup yeah, that they had last year. Yeah. And last year, you know, they, they had an 84 and 78 record finishing third. Mm-hmm. So, and they didn't do anything over the offseason, they didn't, really. They, they didn't add anybody except for Jason Kipnis, pretty much. Yeah, so I don't know how anyone could think that they're going to do any better than what they currently have. Unless yeah. they unless they just they, they just get on a roll, which of course can happen. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I looked at it I was doing, when I was doing my initial um, – my initial picks, I was like, I feel like every other team kind of did something a little bit more to help. Right, uh, right. Cubs didn't really do anything. So yeah. it, mean, it kind of really turned me off. I mean, I had the, the so They're hoping on bounce backs from a lot of guys. Yeah. Like, they're hoping that Darvish pitches like he did in the second half last year. They're hoping that Lester um, can can be good again. Uh, the, I mean, Kyle Hendricks, I'm, I'm, he's a good pitcher. He's the uh, ace he's their of their best staff. pitcher. Yeah, he's the ace of that staff, hands down. Yeah, and he's he's been working. I don't remember the pitching coach that he's been working with, but uh, like he was generally like a breaking ball pitcher. But in workouts this this offseason, he was hitting ninety four with his fastball, which he has never had before. No. So he's adding a plus fastball in with his with his like filthy breaking pitches. Yeah, and he's only going to get better. Yeah, he's the ace of that staff. Yeah, last but I mean year, like yeah, three four six ERA last year. But uh, outside of yeah, Lester, nothing has been average the last couple seasons. Yeah, no, nothing jumps off to me with the Cubs. Great yeah. team, you know they have the potential, obviously. But sure. there's there's really no difference from last year to this year. Um, no. So I think their record would have been fairly similar to what it was in the sixty game season. <laughs> completely, completely. I mean, they lost Cole Hamels, who was probably their best pitcher last year, aside from mm-hmm. Kyle Hendricks. He left and went to and went to Atlanta. Um, I don't think Jose Quintana has been good since the since they traded for him. Um, he's been made average at best, and even that might be a push. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig Kimbrell was awful last year. He had an eight, uh, sorry, an eight FIP and a six five three ERA. Yeah, it's bad, very bad. Um, Man. yeah, like the, this, it's just not a. It's just their bullpen's bad. Um, and their rotation is, I think, I think calling them average would be generous. I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, you, you just never yeah. know, but nothing jumped off the page. For yeah. Me. I don't want Tyler Chatwood as my number three pitcher. And that's what they have. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. This it's, it's a team. They're going to rely. They're, they're going to rely on their offense. They're going to rely yeah, totally. for, you know, Totally. They're gonna rely on Rizzo. They're gonna rely on Schwartz. They're gonna rely, on, obviously, 
but it, it's almost as if we're, we, you're going to have to pick up the slack because our yeah. pitching wasn't good last year, and I feel like that's what really killed them. I mean, yeah. you look at their, their rotation. A lot of those ERAs were four over. Um, oh, yeah. So they, it, it's going to be the offense that's really going to drive them this year. Right, right. If and, that, you know, I don't – I don't yeah, – their, their bench is all right. David Bodie's an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, But aside from that, that's pretty much it. Steven Sousa yeah. Jr. is not that good anymore. Um, He had like a two-year stretch that he was like okay. And, yeah, and that knee blowout. Yeah, yeah, and that, that really did him in. Yeah. The, the knee blowout was probably the end of it for him. Um, and he's now just like – he's now just like a guy. Um, but, yeah, it – Chris Bryant's got – if he's – you know, he's going to step up. Baez is going to step up. They're going to be carried by those five guys, by, yep. by Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber, and Contreras. And like I said, I really don't even like Schwarber. Um, I think mm. they're probably really glad that they have a DH now because he's – He's going to be their DH. He he's awful in the field. He's he awful in the field. Yeah. And I don't even really like him as a, as a hitter. He just, he just hits home runs. I mean, you know? in, a, in, a, in an era right now where everyone's hitting thirty plus, he's got to he's got to hit that. You know, yeah. that, that. If he doesn't, then that's you know, that's bad. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, this, so this is, I I uh, I think they're probably the. I think they're probably the third best team in the in the division. I could see them being the fourth in the, in the division. So you had them finishing maybe third or fourth. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I have them third or fourth. We're we're moving on then to a, another team that I'm, like the the next the next two teams we're talking about are like I'm really unsure of. You with, can really like, interchange with, with, them wherever you want to put them in terms of the, in terms of two, three, standards. four. They yeah. between the Cubs, the Milwaukee and St. Louis, they they're completely interchangeable at two, three, four. I yeah, I had them all within one game of each other. Yeah, in my initial prediction. Um. Yeah. So like. Milwaukee uh, got in on the wild card last year, like the last game of the season. Um, didn't really add anybody except for Julio. Uh, uh, not Julio. Uh, sorry. Um, Luis Urias. Um, Luis Urias, who they got uh, from San Diego. Um, but aside from him, they really didn't add anybody. They added Josh Lindblom from uh, the Korean League. Uh, he's coming back into the league. He's going to be their number four starter. I, let's start with their rotation because, like, they've got a, they've probably got the worst rotation in the. Uh, it, they're rivaling Pittsburgh for ro- worst rotation in the division. Yeah, I'm just getting their depth chart up so I can. It's like they've just got a number of like number four starters as their in, in their rotation. One thing that they've needed to address the last several years was starting pitching. Pitching, and, they and they've do never it. done it. And, and Brandon it's, Woodruff it's should not be a race. Yeah, you got Brandon Woodruff, Adrian Hauser, Brett Anderson, Josh Lindblom, and Eric Lauer. Uh, and, and I mean, also, yeah. well, actually, yeah, Freddie Peralta is going to be in there. Yeah, and, and and Corbin Burns, those two guys might be be in there. I think they yeah. might see Burns as a reliever for right now. I, I'm not sure. They're gonna they're pro- they're gonna like mix and match with a bunch. Of yes, guys. but I mean. Um, but yeah, because you've got Brett Anderson, he's gonna be there, but he's got a blister that they reported yesterday. He he should be there by opening day. Um, Eric Lauer uh, was is on the coronavirus list, oh. so uh, yeah. But the, like those two will be in there somewhere, probably replacing Burns and Hauser, uh, is my guess. Mm-hmm. So you probably have Woodruff, Lauer, um, Anderson, and uh, 
Lindblom and uh, Freddie Peralta in your yeah. rotation, which again, like, is fine, I guess. But like, but it's, it's a bunch it's, of average guys. Yeah, there's I mean, nobody. There's nobody that like you're testing up against among the teams that you're going to face this year. That like that I'm going. If I'm going in with this rotation, there's no day that I'm going in with like I've got the better chance. My pitcher's going to get me through it today. Yeah, I agree. And then their bullpen, it's pretty much Josh Hader, Brent Suter, Corey Knievel, and then that's really it. Yeah. No one else is really jumping off pitch. I I can talk myself into David Phelps having a solid year, but Mm -hmm. that's pretty much much it. it. Oh, maybe Alex Claudio. I think, uh, yeah, Alex Claudio had a a very good year last year uh, with with the Brewers. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, kind of, kind of under the, under the radar and it, it was coming off, uh, was coming off really good seasons with Texas, uh, before that. So, I mean, t- their outfield has, has definitely got pop with, um, you're going to have Yelich, Kane and Garcia. So yeah. you're going to have a pretty good outfield infield's not bad. Orlando Arcia and Luis Urias somehow going in there at a short, um, right. Right. you know, third base right now, I think they have Eric Sogard as their uh, primary third baseman. Their second base, they had, they had Keston Hira, who is you know top prospect for them. Um, and then first base, they can interchange several guys. You know, they have totally. Ryan Braun, Justin Smoke, and Logan Morrison. Um, it looks like all... Braun's going to DH primarily. Uh, I would think Braun I, would I think be that's, the DH. I think that's, so good, that's perfect for him. He doesn't have to focus on playing the field anymore. He's 36. He's going to be 37 at some point in this season. He doesn't have to worry about playing the field anymore. He can just go and focus on hitting. He'll hit them. He'll hit 10, 12 home runs. And then, you know, they'll, they'll yeah. switch off between Smoke yeah. and Morrison probably on, at first. Yeah. Um, I, I like Keston Hira a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was really good for them last year when he came up. Um, Justin Smoke, I think, is one of the more underrated guys in the league as a guy who, like, just consistently puts up 30 home run seasons. Yeah, I've always liked get Smoke. talked about. I've always liked Smoke. Yeah. yeah. Because that's exactly what he does. He's consistent in terms of his power, just in terms of his pop. Um, So I I respect that. I mean, and then, of course, you got one of the best players in the game, Christian Yelich, arguably my favorite player outside of my team. Yeah. Um, uh, You ask anybody, I've said it a hundred times. I said it on on, uh, the end of the bench podcast with Scott. I've been high on Yelich since he came into the league, and I just love being right. I I said from the start, I'm like, this dude's going to be a batting champ. He's going to be a stud. And uh, mm-hmm. I love being right. That's just mm-hmm. I just I love being right. Um, yeah, I I I distinctly remember uh, telling uh, Maria back in like 2015 that I was like, I think Yelich is finally going to put it together. I think this is a guy that's going to win a batting title one year. Yeah. Um, and it took it took him uh, it took the the Brewers fleecing the Marlins yeah, in the trade to do for it. Christian Yelich for it, for him to do it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. He, he, he in my opinion, I think he should have won the. Uh, the MVP again last year over Bellinger. It was close. Um, uh, you know what really killed Yelich was that knee. Yes. Yeah, the, the dislocated knee that Falbert took. That really hurt him. But with the dislocated knee, you saw how like much they fell apart without it. Yeah. In terms Which, of most me, valuable player. Most, most valuable player to me means most valuable player to that team. Like if you take Bellinger out of the Dodgers lineup, they're still winning that division like handily. I mean, we. But it, it was clear if you took Yelich out of there, like it, they're falling apart. Yeah, it, I've always, when it comes to MVP, it, it like varies year to year to me. I generally want to say if you take this guy out of the lineup, this, that team still is good. Um, yes. Everyone, you know, then everyone goes with the Mike Trout 
argue me like, well, the angels suck with Mike Trout, you know, they're, so without him, they'll probably be just as bad. So why should he mm-hmm, be getting mm-hmm. it? He doesn't make a difference because mm-hmm. because then you look at how bad they actually would be without Trout or you know whatever it may be. So, um, I, yeah. I think. I would have been happy with whoever one of the finalists were. It was Rendon, Bellinger, and Yelich. I would have been fine with any one of them winning the MVP last year. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for them. Like, Kane, I'm, I'm hoping Kane has a, has a bounce-back season. Yeah. Um, he, he's a guy I like a lot. He, ju- he was really good his first season in Milwaukee last year. Um, f- sort Yeah, fell down quite a bit. I'm going to go through his slash line in 2018, which was 308, 395, 417, to his slash line last year in 2019, which was 263, 25, 372. Yeah. Um, and he had an 83 weighted run. Wasn't, weighted Kane, wasn't Kane a finalist a couple of years ago, too, in MVP? He was a finalist in uh, in Kansas City. Um, That's right. I think in 2017, I think. Yeah, I want to I wanna just confirm that. Uh, yeah, 2015. 2015, um, yeah. He finished he was like third. third place, right? Yeah. And in 2018, he finished in seventh. Yes. 2018, uh, yeah, 2018 with the Brewers, uh, I think you could have argued was was the best season of his career against his 2015 season. Um, like, either one. Oh, yeah. So good. I mean, I'll take his 2015 season, the 838 OPS, um, but either year. You know, he put up great numbers. Yeah, and and a Gold Glover in in uh, center field. You know, yeah. like he's you you just hope that he that he's not uh, falling apart with the bat because I think they they really need him to be strong. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I mean, going off of them, then uh, we're going to go to the team that somehow won the division last year. Being the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I was still very surprising about that. But this is one of the least impressive teams uh, on paper that I can that I can find. That's a division winner. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm still a little baffled about how they did yeah. it. But their rotation's really good. Oh, absolutely. Like Jack Flaher, uh Jack Flaherty is 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 a monster. Cy Young uh, candidate this yeah. year. He's someone yeah. who's going to be fighting with Degrom. Scherzer, Walker Bueller, I mean, and, and Flaherty. Those four guys, I think you're going to be uh, we're going to be looking at for Cy Young for the NL. Then you've got Dakota Hudson. Uh, you've got old man Adam Wainwright chugging along. Uh, Miles Mikolas looks like Carlos Martinez is back in the rotation after being the closer last year. Um, yeah, like it's a really good rotation. Absolutely. I mean, so they can pitch. Yeah, they can pitch. Um, it's just that, like, they, they, uh, their lineup. I, I can't even talk myself into their lineup. Like, yeah, I mean, Col- yeah, Colton Wong solid. I'm gonna run through the projection uh, really quick. Yeah, Colton no. Wong solid, solid at second base. DH Matt Carpenter, uh, who uh, was not very good last year. Um, He's been battling injuries a lot though recently, though, he, right? Yeah, he he played 129 games last year, hit 226. Um, yeah, like it, it, he was always, a, he was always like a, a guy who you could slot in to hit 270 for 350 on base. You know, uh, he was bad last year. Um, 
Paul Goldschmidt at first base didn't really have the power that as much that he would have in Arizona. And yeah, kind of came on late. Yeah. Kind of came on late. I I love Goldschmidt too. Like so do I. I, uh, yeah. I feel like for for so many years he was you know got cheated out of an MVP, but uh, he's because been falling he off a Arizona. little bit. Yeah. yeah, he's been falling off a little bit, but you know, uh, it figures the one year that he does he's not a an All Star is the year that his team wins the division. Exactly. So, uh, exactly. It, it's pretty crazy. Then you've got Paul DeYoung at shortstop, uh, Yadier Molina at catcher. Um, it's got it's got to be close to the end for him soon. Yeah. Um. Dexter Fowler in right field, Tyler O'Neill in left, Tommy Edmond at third, and Harrison Bader at center. Bader, um, I think, is a is pretty key for them. I mean, ab- he, absolutely. He he was he was really good in twenty eighteen. He's got a hit he was last year. Really he bad. Like, he hit, yeah, two oh five last. Year. Like, and he's a, but he's a great he's a great center fielder. Oh yeah, he's got like, yeah. Uh, just flies around the field. Absolutely. Um, and catches everything that comes near him, but. Uh, yeah, his bat needs to show life this season. And Tyler O'Neill as well is the same thing. Tyler O'Neill needs to hit. It has not made a 314 on base, 680 OPS. I yeah. Mean, he, he's got to get that. He's got to get that. I mean, he's only going to be entering the 26 season. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, because of that, I, I, I liked I, – I mean, I, I, I don't know how to say this really – I'm shocked that they won the uh, the Central last year. I was yeah. very surprised, yeah. you know, with how good the Brewers were. Well, it came down to the like it came down to the Brewers falling apart at the end of the year. Yeah, um, I had the Cardinals. If I had to give my breakdown of how the NL Central was for those who remember reading it, you know, seven years ago, what it seems like um, <laughs> preseason, I had the Reds finishing first, then I had Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers, but all of them one game within each other. Yeah, so you could really mix and match with any of them. And then the Pirates, I think that's honestly uh, how it's going to work out. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, they've got. Yeah, I mean their bench is all right. Matt Weeders is the backup catcher. Uh, Lane Thomas is kind of an interesting guy. He, mm-hmm. He's he's been a prospect through yeah. a couple different organizations. Um, but uh, if you know, he hit three three sixteen off the bench last year. Um, One eighty one weighted runs created plus. Um, so like if he can be, he, if he's your fourth outfielder and if Bader's not hitting, you throw him into center field and, and see what he can do. Um, I think that's key. Um, but also like Dexter Fowler is just a black hole in that lineup as well. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. let's see. Their rotation's good and their bullpen's pretty solid. Um, but yeah, like the, the, it's just it's just a team that I have no clue what they're gonna do. The, they can I, yeah, I they can I mean, either win the division it, or be the or be number four in the division. Like, yeah, that's why. Like in terms of most interesting division, I think the NL Central would have been it because you really have four of those teams at any given point mm-hmm. could have been the division champs. Yeah. Um, so that's why I personally thought that it was one of the most interesting divisions, if not the most interesting division in baseball. Um, now it's even more interesting to see how it's going to work, seeing as how um, it's basically – It's a crapshoot. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I want to do uh, – so now that we're wrapped up with that, uh, mm-hmm. like I did with the West, I want to do over-unders in terms of wins. And I, I okay. got these numbers through basically just calculating their win percentage from last year and putting it through a 60-game 60 ga- uh, 60 uh, schedule. So the Tigers, over-under 18 wins. 
sixty game season. Titans. I'll go. I feel like it's gonna be dead even, but I'll go over, but slightly. Like, like it has like to be game. over. There's no like way they don't win twenty games. I mean, I, I would be surprised though. Games. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win twenty games though. Yeah. But I, I um, I'm not gonna say I, I can't see them winning seventeen. I'm thinking right. maybe 18 or 19 is like sure, the minimum. Sure. sure. Um, Royals over under 22 games, 22 wins. Mm. Shit, man. This is tough when you have to adjust for 60 games. Too. Yeah. Uh. Again, I think that could be like dead even. Um, I'll go over though, but like a game over. I'm in the same boat. I think maybe 24-25. Yeah. Um, Pirates, over under 26 wins. Under. I, I'm i going to say push. 26 seems about that? right. Yeah. No, I'm going I'm to go under. I'm going to go under. I'm thinking maybe like maybe 20 to 22. Okay. Um, White Sox, over under 27 wins. That This is easy to me. I'm going to go over. Over. Yeah. I'd say I mean, probably, about, probably by about – 10 wins, 37 yeah. wins seems about right for me. Yeah. Um, Reds over under 28. Over. Over. Yeah. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 37 or 38 as well. Uh, the Cubs over under 31. I'll probably push for that too. I think that's Personally, a push. 30, 31, push. like 31, 32. It, I might go, I'll go over by one, 32. Hmm. Um, Brewers over under 33. I, I, that's a push for me. 33 seems push. like dead on. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's so tough adjusting for 60 games too. Yeah. Uh, then three more Cardinals over under 34. I'd probably give that a push too. I'm Maybe say may, I'll say over. I'll say over. I'm, I would say over, say but over not, not by much. Yeah. I'm going under. I'm going to say 32. Uh, I'll say 30. I'll say anywhere between 34 and 36, maybe. Okay. Cleveland over under 34 uh, wins. I probably push them, but I'll. Take, I'll take the over. Okay, I think I, I'm gonna go. Tough. I'm gonna go even again. I think 34 sounds yeah. about right for them, and I I've got them as my third in the division. So I, I think 34 sounds right for them. I had mm-hmm. I had the White Sox at 37, so I've got to have the Twins yeah. at 34. Sure. Um, the Twins. Uh, sorry, that I got to have Cleveland at about 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Twins over under 37 wins. Let me go – seeing as to how, how good their offense have been, I'm going to go over. I think they could win 40 games. I think 40 is – I think at the very least 38. Yeah. But 40 – I think – I have no doubt they could hit 40. I think there's yeah. only a handful of teams that can like, easily win 40. Look, they play They play the Tigers, Royals, Pirates a bunch. Yeah, like, they, they have a lot of yeah. – all right, how many how many games are they going to have? What? I think it's – how many is it? 15 it's, games uh, – Against no, it's 
40 15 games, against like the Tigers and Royals. It's like 15 against the Tigers and Royals alone. Yeah. So and I then, mean, you, that, that's 10 wins at least there. Yeah. And then and they'll play the Pirates. four against the Pirates. Um, I think they'll beat they'll beat the Cubs. They'll beat the Cardinals in their series. Like, the, yeah, there's no way that they don't win like 38 to, to 40 yeah. games. Yeah, I'll give them that. What was the over on that? What'd you say? 37? 37 is the over on. I'm going to take the over on that. Yeah. I think easily, but uh, that does it for the central. Then um, we've got, uh, yeah, we've got the Reds and the Twins being the top two teams in their divisions. Um, hope you enjoyed it, guys. Uh, we're coming back uh, this week. This is going to be dropping on Tuesday, so this is going to be coming uh, the next one on Thursday, where we will go with the AL and NL East to wrap up our MLB preview here at Charging the Mound. Um, I want to thank Pat for coming on. Uh, Pat, where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, I mean, you can find me. My personal ones is uh, Milano Cookies Z underscore fifty six, um, and uh, just follow the end of the bench at the end of the bench EOTV. Um, that's where you'll find all of mine and Scott's stuff. And uh, you know, obviously, keep listening to uh, Chris and charging the mound. You know, I love what we do. Chris, I do. I mean, we do it for fun, and that's super fun. That's really all I care about, man. Yeah, it's fun, man. I had a great time talking about this. I'm looking forward to uh, talking about the East because I think that's where a lot of our knowledge in terms of uh, baseball really comes into play because we'll be talking about our teams. Likewise, I think the uh, I think the East is going to be a a very fun discussion, a very lively discussion of uh, uh, of the of the MLB previews. I'm looking forward to it, man. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, like Pat said, you can go find them at uh, theendofthebench.com uh, on Instagram. On uh, You guys are on Twitter as well. Um, yep. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to download, like, and subscribe. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday.